1-800-BETS-OFF. The Cubs send Marcus Stroman to the mound in Pittsburgh tonight. Pirates have lost seven games in a row. Cubs trail the Bucks by a half game. They're three and a half out of first in the NL Central. Twins will try to snap a two-game slide when they host the Red Sox tonight. Bailey Ober will oppose Cutter Crawford on the mound. Leo Messi will reportedly make his debut for Inter-Miami in their League's Cup match against Mexican side Cruz Azul on July 21st at Drive Pink Stadium in Fort Lauderdale. I'm Doug Thompson. For the win from the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, where every Tuesday get two for one on the best wings in town. Score! This is Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. The Wiz Kids had won it, Bobby Thompson had done it, and Yogi read the comics all the while. Rock and roll was being born, marijuana we would scorn. So down on the corner, the national pastime went on trial. We're talking baseball. I'm Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's hour number two. On Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller with you until, oh, just before 1 o'clock. Trent's plays of the day. Circus Sports will sponsor those. Bottom of the hour, we'll head north uh, to the Twin Cities. Dane Mazzatani covers the Twins, covers the Vikings uh, for the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Talk Minnesota sports with our friend Dane Mazzatani coming up here at about, oh, 12.30. Right now, we're going to talk umpiring, recruiting umpires. Uh, J.P. Richardson, Central Iowa Sports. Uh, Long as well as uh, I A A S O. If I got those uh, those letters right, I A U S O dot com. All right, I missed one. You got it, brother. Uh, good to see you. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. It's about halfway through the uh, summer season for youth sports, yep. and uh, appreciate you guys having me come in. Uh, but I appreciate you having you. A lot of a lot of ground to cover, and I know this isn't going to be a one off. You'll be back a couple of times. But where I want to start with you is: uh, um, Are kids still playing baseball? Are are you seeing? When you and I, you're a little younger than I am, not a ton, um, but baseball, we just couldn't wait, right? Couldn't wait for baseball season. Correct. Is it still as popular as when we were kids, do you think? Well, let's just say this. Uh, youth sports pre-COVID, so yep. 2019 when I was really studying, creating an umpire training program, youth sports alone was a $17 billion a year industry in just the United States. Mm. So... Uh, Based on the fact that this weekend alone we have 400 baseball teams, youth baseball teams converging on the central Iowa, local teams and then teams from about three surrounding states coming to play in this weekend's tournament, I think baseball, yeah. youth baseball is pretty pretty I, solid. I love it. The only thing, the, the only thing, and I don't drive around the town anymore, but um, <laughs> we know that, right? <laughs> but I used to play catch with my dad in the, on the lawn. Every single opportunity sure. that we could. I don't see kids having to catch with dad anymore. Uh, a lot of dads are helping coach these okay. youth teams. So I All think right. there's a lot of dad and uh, dad and son and daughter time because yep. we do fast right. pitch as well. Yeah. Yep. But there's a lot of a lot of uh, a time that the dads are spending together. Yeah. And, they, and they make it a team effort to travel as a mm-hmm. team. You see a lot of camaraderie there. So mm-hmm. it's, it's a lot of fun. Playing on the street, work your way up. Did you guys play that game when you were kids? When you were kids? No, I don't think so. Did you play so. work your way up? Did you play work your way up? Yes, I did. Of course you did. Yep. I <laughs> uh, loved work your way up. Anyways, uh, Trent? Well, there is so much to get into with you, JP. Sure. And want to start on the umpire front. That's your background. You have done it at high levels as well. And... I am starting to get involved now in youth sports a lot more with my kids. Uh, first to go around in rec league and get ready for tournament play with my daughter. And 
seeing even in rec league where it's about fundamentals. It's about kids learning the game. And yet I still hear it. And people hollering at an umpire. Correct. Mm-hmm. It happens so much. And it's coaches. It's fans. Mm-hmm. It is very rarely the kids, certainly when they're at least starting out. So how do we combat this? I mean, what can be done to have mom and dad sitting in the stands thinking they know what's going on in the game? What could be done? What is the best course of action to, I guess, rein in the people that aren't inside the dugout yet have a lot of opinions and they're going to let the umpire know? Well, let's talk about that for a second, Trent and Ken. Um, Obviously, I'm here to visit with you guys because we're trying to recruit umpires, both in baseball and fast pitch for the youth sports world. And let's look at the numbers. Uh, Up through 2021, I don't really know the numbers for 2022 yet, but... The what do you think, Trent, would be the percentage and can the percentage of umpires, youth umpires, that start their first season and make it through the third season for oh, them? Oh, that's a really good one. I bet it's not as high as you would think. Um, 50%? Is it fifty percent? I mean, I think that'd be no. a good number. It's not, is it? It's not. Yeah. So it's actually eight percent. That's it through twenty twenty one. Where an umpire would, a youth umpire would start their first season. Yeah. All gung ho to go and want to do this. Yep. yep. Bought all their equipment, yep, yep, all yep. that stuff, mm-hmm. and then made it to their third season. 8%. They've quit. And there's three reasons because of that. And Trent, you touched on the first one was mm-hmm. uh, fan and coach abuse mm-hmm. of a youth umpire. Mm-hmm. Number two is schedulers that don't do what they say they're going to do. So help us out. What is a schedule? A schedule that actually assigns the games to sure. the umpires? Yep. Sure. So okay. when you sign up with an organization, whether it's youth, high school, college, yep. you have a scheduler. And uh, they'll schedule you games. And, and you know, when I say that, um, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. And then the number, the number th- three thing is uh, lack of training. So we at USSA Iowa, Central Iowa Sports, and IAUSO.com, which is the umpire division in, yeah. in that group, have put a plan of attack in starting last April. We kind of, because this is a dumpster fire that's national. It's not. Right. It's not just an Iowa it's thing. It's not an Iowa yeah. thing. Right, right, right. It's, it's not a Pennsylvania thing. Yeah. It's a national, all 50 states thing. And what we've noticed is um, you have to have a lot of grace for new fathers and mothers that are coaches and team managers, right? Because they see stuff on TV and they see Aaron Boone coming running out and <laughs> arguing right. everything, even yeah. with some of the best umpires in the world, right? Uh-huh. So they think that's what that's, that's what it's normal. all about. That's what that's, you're that's supposed to normal. do. Yeah. So what we've done to combat, combat those three things, Ken and Trent, is we put a plan of attack in. Number one, we have a zero tolerance policy for abuse of umpires. So if somebody... For the fans too? For the fans awesome. as well. good. So we have our site directors involved. But on the same side of that, on that flip coin of that, we're teaching these younger and 10-year umpires, because they're not all youth, they're not all 14, 15, 16-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Trent and you could come out and be a first-year umpire if you wanted. Mm-hmm. It's younger and 10-year umpires. We also treat them, uh, we, we train them that there's a difference between passion and personal, right? Because the way some of these smaller fields are, and Trent, your son and daughter are playing on the smaller fields, Mm -hmm. the fence is right there at home plate, and the fans are like (laughs) right on your neck, right? Well, if I'm sitting there and I have a really close at home plate, and Trent, I whack out your son, and you yell, no way, he was safe, that's a passionate statement. That's not a personal statement. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, so we're trying to teach our umpires. Let Let that go in one ear and out the other. Let the passion happen. Right. 
Don't let the personal happen. Mm -hmm. Now, if Trent was like, JP, you bum, you stink. Right. You have an ugly wife and all that stuff. Yeah. And he starts getting how personal. How could you miss that call? That's how a could you story. miss yeah. that call? Yeah. You, yeah. you need to get a vision center. Now we're getting personal. So now we teach them how to warn that, restrict mm -hmm. to the dugout. Um, and things like that. So I think of of the three of, the, of your three main points. If you emphasize number three, the training, okay, maybe number one doesn't happen as much. The parent, the the abuse that they're going to take. Fair, correct. So the number three is lack of training. Yep. Right. The old days now, because remember the number we talked about at the beginning, a seventeen billion dollar a year industry. Right. Yeah. Yep. So it is a it is a way of business. Mm -hmm. So. Let's talk about the training for a second. The old days of here's a couple shin guards from the shed and a big balloon. Yeah. Go help out on yeah. field three, please. Yeah, when do you get to walk your brace? How many pitches? <laughs> yes. Right. How many right. strikes before you're called out? It's a little more detailed than that? Yeah. Yes, yeah, and, and, and back in the day that could be accepted because it was just more You of needed a, somebody. Yeah, you needed somebody. Yeah. It was more of a sandlot yeah. game. Yeah. Well, now it's, it's a pretty big business, right? And that's okay. Youth mm -hmm. sports isn't going anywhere. It's just going to get bigger and better. Yeah. And what we want to do is um, say – Ken, say you're a travel ball coach, and you've got trying to figure out your schedule. And you're going to go, man, we have a schedule. We can stay here in Des Moines, or we can travel to Des Moines. There's one in Cedar Rapids, there's one down in Kansas City, and maybe one over in Wisconsin. You're going to do that old Ben Franklin T-bar, right? You're going to go, man, that Des Moines is centrally located. All the highways go there. They've got great restaurants. They've got great hotel system. They've got, they've got all this stuff going. We want the decision, me as an umpire, is our umpiring group, man, and they've got good, consistent officials. Yeah. So we want the training to be there. So we, we every week, like tonight, Trent, I'm going to promote it if you don't mind. Yeah, I'm going to unbashedly a, a promote it. We're having a fast pitch training. We're having a special guest instructor, Robin McCurry. He's got 30 years of youth, high school, um, college, and semi-pro fast pitch experience. So we want to cross-train these umpires that can do both baseball mm -hmm. and fast pitch. And it's going to be at West Des Moines Softball Complex, Holiday Park, starting at 6 p.m. You don't even need to be signed up. If you want to come out and check it out, he's a fantastic teacher. He's patient. He's going to give you the basics. He's going to give you the go-around. Uh, because go you can make some money as a part-time job doing you this. You sure can. Right? It costs a little bit to get started. Okay. Because you've got to get the equipment yeah, and yeah. the uniforms. But you can make some money. So we have uh, baseball umpires for an hour and 40-minute time limit game making $50 a game. So uh, we have young men and young gals that are coming out in the high school So age. if you commit to an afternoon, you're making 100 and a half. Yeah, if you do three games. Yeah. Yep, and we have some young studs back in the day when I was young. I'd go and rip off five or six games sure. in a day. That's, that's a nice paycheck. Mm -hmm. We do pay on time. So any mm -hmm. games you do Monday through Sunday, we do our payroll on Monday. Right. And it's in your bank account on Wednesday. So you're not waiting a month and a half for a, right. your 1099 paycheck right. and things like that. Um, we do have an equipment reimbursement program for young umpires or people that um, because to get started with the dues your uniforms um, and all your equipment to be a plate umpire it's going to cost you around $360 including mm -hmm. tax okay but if you do 30 tournament games from us and we count that from the first day you do you step on the field not your first day of signing up but the day you do your first game and you do 30 tournament games at the end, in the middle of August, when we wrap up that long summer season, we will cut you a check for three hundred dollars of that right back to you. So really, it's sixty-three dollars to get started because you are an independent contractor. Yep, so it's, yep. it's not. Important. And you're outside. Um, yeah. And, and those that equipment <clears throat> uniforms will last you years. Sure, sure. You know, so. so it's not just 
you know, people that are looking for a side gig, people maybe reaching retirement but want to get involved in baseball fast pitch, something like that. But also, what, high school-age kids also can get involved with this, JP? Yeah, so here's something fun. Trent, you and I have uh – I think you've been on the radio when I've been on the field umpiring yes. over the years, right? And I then have. you and I have even I've been, hollered at you a time or two. Yeah, I'm sure you have. And and <laughs> that was passion. It wasn't personal. No, I never personal. If it was personal, I wouldn't take it from you anyway. But no, I'm just kidding. But uh, uh so last night I was actually umpiring the Dallas the DCG Mustangs versus the Pella Christian Eagles uh-huh. out at out Dallas Center. And you know how rewarding it was to have three of those young men come up and say, hey, I work for, and you recognize the name. And okay. Like, you work for, and I said, well, I'm JP. And yeah. most of them I've met, but through, because a lot of times we have 600 umpires on our payroll So now. they're calling balls and strikes now. No, well, they're playing. Right, the, but, but when but, their day's yes. off, that's and the, awesome. And what's so much fun about that too, Ken, is they now see the game differently. Oh, sure. Oh, I bet. Because, you know, if you think about it, there's, nine players out there and then two offensive coaches out there covering the same acreage that most of these umpires will, if they decide that we feed them into high school and maybe a few pop out of college and maybe we find another Pat Holberg someday, right? Yeah, how about that? In our little group. Yeah. He's a hell of an umpire, is he not? Yeah. I mean, oh, respected buddy. throughout the league. He, well, and one of the kindest human beings in the I've world. I've heard that. I've never met him, but everybody's... Uh, he gives back to our yeah. young um, young umpires all the time. So. Well, I mean, what is it about this area, right? The McClellan and the late Eric Cooper and Holberg and... And Everett. Uh, and yep. Mike Everett. And the, um, uh, Bob Davison was in Altoona for a long Correct. time. Yeah. Uh, it's something about Central Iowa in the water that uh, makes umpires or whatever. Well, and and then what I love about these guys last night, we had a conversation on the sideline. They just said, "Man, I love my summer job." How can they said you it not? beats being a subway yes. sandwich maker and going home and smelling like an onion, right? You know, and I'm just and they're and it's so fun to see these young men and young women because we we have women that awesome. are awesome. That's really good. Oh boy, we had more women apply this year for our fast pitch side, and a lot of them are cross training and doing our baseball side. We have some wonderful female umpires. They're just they're just incredible. Mm-hmm. But but on the side of the training, we um, oh let me go back to that about the fan abuse. If you don't yeah, mind. sure, of course not. That's a so big topic. we're noticing that like a lot of the baseball clubs and the fast pitch clubs are starting to tag onto that they're starting to latch onto that and they're creating a parent code of conduct like a pledge a pledge yeah so our state directors both and our assistant state directors both in uh, fast pitch and baseball can have a conversation if there's been a rough weekend with a certain fan and my wife is a, a certain fan base or a certain coaching staff mm-hmm. and my wife was a special ed teacher for many years with uh, bd and stuff and i think we've now cracked down where we can't just threaten anymore that you're going to be ejected and can't come back for the right. day. And if you leave with a really bad attitude, dropping bad language, that you might be um, not coming back next weekend mm-hmm. either at any UCSSA sanctioned tournament. But when you finally do it, they see that it's serious. And if we lose a team that's kind of a bad apple, there's a couple good teams behind it that are going to take their place and maybe maybe come in. So um, it's really gone down quite a bit this year. We're hearing a lot of compliments. But our our umpires are getting confidence from the training. Mm, sure, and, and and I think that was the linchpin. You you, yeah, you point you three helping it. out your point one. All of them. Yeah, it helps out all of yeah, them. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, I did this as a summer job a couple of years in college, and my training was 
Go out there. Get out there, kid. <laughs> right in. Yeah, p- pick out uh, the equipment clo- uh, the closet, the yep. equipment you needed, right? And that's what it was. Now, I did slow pitch and right. had a lot of beer league guys coming after me, short little guy out there just calling balls and strikes. And one guy was after me one right. day and just saying, I am going to take you out. I'll be waiting in the parking lot. And I said, sir. Are you kidding me? Do you really believe that I give two craps who wins between Bill's Bar and <laughs> yeah. Pearl Ready Mix? I don't <laughs> care. One iota. And it shut him up pretty quickly. Same right. thing here. Bill's Kids, bar and Joe's ready mix. <laughs> you know, it just these umpires are out there to make a check, right? Yeah. To be outside, to give, give back, back to a game, yeah. absolutely. Right. But do you think that they really have a vendetta against Johnsonville's C team, and they really care? Martinsdale, St. Mary, they come up and they have it out for the Blue Devils. Come on, no. This is the common sense, also that has to happen. So from that conversation, you mentioned you know, the pledges and the things that are said in there. As an umpire, you're in one of those moments. The umpires that you're training, and you got a not a coach, you got a parent that is just nonstop chirping. Correct. What yeah. is the course of action for the umpire? Is it going up to that fan? Is it finding a director? What is the best way to deal with it? Because I'm going to guess people are going to be at these tournaments all weekend long and coming up the next couple of months. What is the best course of action for the umpire to to negate that as it's happening during a game? So if I was on that field, and this is what we're trying to uh, train our umpires, um, if they're getting personal and it's getting ugly, I usually go to the coach and just say, hey, let's have that fan under control, or otherwise I'm going to have them escorted out by the site director. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to take it out on the coach because the coach probably already knows that this certain fan <laughs> right, yeah, has yeah. been a problem child yeah. for a long time. They probably say, yeah, I don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, so... Uh, um, um, I try not to talk to the fan directly because that usually adds gas to the fire, right? Mm-hmm. But sometimes you have to. And um, you don't want to take uh, any of the game away from the young people and the coaches that have worked hard to be there and paid the money. Is that a last resort? Could you go that far? Well, and we have. Yeah. Yes, yeah. we have. We have uh, stopped the clock because it's a time game. Oh, sure. Yeah. So we don't want to hurt the, the, the youth uh, athletes uh, uh, with the, this confrontation. And usually one of the umpires will stay on the field. The other umpire will go get the site director and say, we've had a problem. We've given the warnings. This fan is being insightful, and we'd like them removed from the ballpark, please. Mm -hmm. So with that, now they're removed, and they can't come back for the next game as well. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, and our, that's a really good idea. In our mm-hmm. final couple of minutes here, um, I want to talk about the event again tonight. And for people who can't make it tonight, but do, you know, maybe, maybe this is something that might be too late to do this summer, but I want to be, you know, ready to go next year. Um, how can, what, what should they do? So the, go to IAUSO.com and register the application to become a new official. Greg Davis, then our scheduler, and I'm his assistant for scheduling. I'm on the training side, but I help him out. We'll send you the information to get you started and how to get going. Now, here's the the key to that, Ken, is we have fall ball for both baseball and fast pitch that go all the way through the end of October. So it is a great time for newer umpires to come out and either do both Mm -hmm. or pick one that they really want to do. Like this Robin McCurry will be training tonight, but also be training next Wednesday night, 6 o'clock, same place in Holiday Park, West Des Moines Softball Complex. And we're going to have the next week, we're going to have a baseball one. So about every week we're having baseball or fast pitch and uh, they can show up but go to iauso.com that's our umpiring part of the company and uh, register and we'll get you trained up and uh, we'll have you working right away and through the fall there's literally uh, essentially four months left yes 
Yes, it's, it goes from the second week of March, yeah. weather yep, uh, sure. pertaining, all the way through the end of October. And we even have one that's kind of our freeze fest in, for softball in the first week of November. <laughs> freeze fest. Or something like that. They name them really cool. Yeah. <laughs> so I love, I love the uh, our um, marketing department does a great job on, on all these cool names. And you've seen them, right? Everybody gets a ring when they yes, win. Yeah. And when they win. And it's, it's a lot of fun. We have a great time out there. Bob Egger and his team and his family they put on great tournaments so i had an opportunity to uh check out what you guys are doing at central iowa sports and from the recruitment of umpires the tournaments that you guys are putting on matching 400 teams here in central iowa that's what just that, baseball alone Trent. that's baseball alone. Yeah, what, what that does to the local economy it's a lot of hotel rooms it's a lot of hotel rooms it's a lot of economy coming yeah. to a lot of restaurants the town. it's such a great thing and you guys make those trophies and those rings and the medals and everything all on site there. It's an incredible, incredible company you guys have there with Central Iowa. So we we loved it that you came and visited, and and thanks for having me in. I I, I can't wait to come back. And if you want to talk, uh, you know what our rules are next yes, time and, and things like that. You just pick out a topic, let me know, and and I'll always try to recruit though if you don't mind. Absolutely, uh, have at it. Uh, because I got a feeling that once fall rolls around, schools back in and college football's in the air, maybe a little easier to get some of those slots or more difficult to fill them. But right. if you're an umpire that's looking for as much work as they can. Uh, that's probably your time of year. Good stuff. Uh, nice getting to, to see you. And we look forward to doing it again. Thanks, guys. Uh, yep. Uh, we'll take a time out. Dane Mazzutani, Minnesota Sports, led north. Those twins can't score to save their lives. Uh, we'll talk about the twins, talk about the Vikings and other Minnesota sports teams. We come back on Des Moines Sports Station. It's Miller and Condon, 106.3. Hello. Umpires are in short supply and are greatly needed. Now you can become a youth umpire for baseball and fast pitch with Iowa U-Triple-S-A sports officials and Central Iowa sports. Be around the game that you love and the greatest part-time opportunity ever where you can make great money. They offer on-field training and no experience required to apply. For more information to get back into the game, go to IAUSO.com. That's IAUSO.com. And get back to .net. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call Roofing.net. Fuller Associates Family Dental offers a relaxed family-friendly atmosphere, anxiety and pain management, and the ability to give you the smile that you deserve. As a family-owned and operated small business, Dr. Fuller has been practicing dentistry for over 30 years. Fuller Associates Family Dentistry, located near the Grandview Golf Course, and now their brand-new location in Altoona at 509 8th Street Southeast. Fuller Family Dental. Come see what the buzz is all about. Fuller Dental. You get your podcast. Last summer, my house was hit with Between assessing damage on the roof and dealing with insurance, it can be a stressful situation. Luckily for me, it wasn't stressful because I called my friends with Wolf Roofing. We were able to get a new roof on our family home in one day. It looked sharp, everything was cleaned up, and now we have peace of mind with our new roof. Set up your next roofing project with Wolf Roofing at 515-225-8866. Or you can go online at Wolf Roofing. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO 
Here's Ken and Trent. Just past 12.30, Miller and Condon, welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Good segment. I enjoyed that umpire yeah. segment. Really did. Uh, very informative. And what a, what a great part-time job, right? No <laughs> doubt about it. And you're interested. A free clinic this evening over in West Des Moines, over at Holiday Park in the West Des Moines softball complex over there with a longtime umpire. Free? Can't beat that price. Nope. If you got just that itch or... You got a youngster that wants to get involved. Mm-hmm. Great place to start right there this evening. Absolutely is. Uh, let's head north uh, to uh, the Twin Cities. Dan Mozatani covers uh, Minnesota sports. He's on the Vikings beat. We'll catch up with the Twins, find out what Timberwolves fans are going to spend their Thursday night uh, as they don't have a pick. Mm-hmm. A little salt in that wound. <laughs> Hello, Dane Mozatani. Trent and Ken, how are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Oh, we appreciate coming on. Always do. Uh, absolutely do. So let's talk about the Twins, I guess, to start with, because, yes, they're in first place somehow. <laughs> they're in the right division, uh, I guess, but the bats are just totally ice cold. You look at this team, Dane, I hate to say it, um, that it, it needs a shake-up, whether that be a trade, but in, uh, in all likelihood, when a team does need one of those, it's usually the skipper that pays the price. Are we getting close to that point, Dane? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it feels like maybe, like, uh, you know, I covered the Wild for so many years, and, and in hockey, it was always you fire the coach and the team takes off. It's just kind of how it works. Um, y- you look at Rocco Baldelli and, and, and the, the job he's done since he's taken over, mixed reviews. I know people are frustrated with, you know, he gives guys the hook a little too soon. I think that's an organizational decision. Which is why I look at the Twins right now, and they're under 500. They've lost four or five. They're sputtering. Uh, but I, I don't know if this front office is, is going to want to admit they made a hire that maybe wasn't in their best interest of the franchise. So I think Waldelli's still going to have a long leash. Um, I think it's something that Twins fans are going to kind of just have to grind through. Um, and baseball's so weird. It's like the only sport going on, so every win and loss is, yeah. <laughs> is amplified to, to the nth degree. Um, if the Twins go on a run here and they win three or four, um, people are going to kind of lay off of Rocco. But, yeah, I mean, the, the ire of Twins fans is, is understandable. Um, it's kind of been building to this, to a crescendo. Um, I just find it hard to believe that, that Falvey and Levine are going to come out and basically admit they were wrong with Rocco. Um, and, and, and show him the door. So I think he has a longer lease than maybe people people think. Falvey and Levine, the front office regime, they have been there since 2017. That was when they were hired, coming in together, bringing the twins to the 21st century and kind of the old school of thinking that they had prior regime. How would we grade it at this point? Uh, there's been plenty of missteps. Certainly some of the guys that they've gotten pitching. We see Lopez has been designated. He's down there trying to figure things out. Uh, the guy got the Reds last year, Tyler Malley. He's done. Mm. Uh, it has been rough, at least on the pitching front, guys that they have brought in. How would you grade the front office in, what, six years in now? Yeah, I mean, it, I think anything over a C is, is probably being generous. Yeah. Um, I'll give them credit. They went out and got Correa that year. Uh, when you know he was kind of almost seen as like damaged goods, um, signed him for one year and then you know wooed him over the course of that year into signing him long term. Certainly, credit where credits due there, um, getting kind of a face of the franchise, even if he has underwhelmed this year. 
um, Carlos Correa, you know, going out and being Minnesota and signing him. That's a haul. Um, wow. But you look at pitching and and what they've been able to do or what they've decided to do with pitching over the years, and you look at that and, and say, well, just go out and get the, the guy. Go out and, and sign a big name. Stop trying to go through these reclamation projects, and which is what it seems like that front office has done time and time again. We can fix this guy. Uh, this guy is... He's he struggled here, but given a new change of scenery, we can make him better. They've done that again and again and again. Uh, not to mention bringing guys in with, with that were truly damaged goods: Chris Paddock, Tyler Malley. Um, the, you know the list goes on. So I think when you look at what they've done holistically, yeah, they've they've hooked kind of that big fish in Carlos Correa, but they haven't really improved the pitching staff. I, I know early on the pitching staff looked great, and and to, to this point in the season it's the furthest from the problem um, but you still don't have that workhorse and then then you look at some of the other tertiary moves um, it leaves a little bit to be desired kind of ironic right that the twins can't hit the ball they're striking out every time they're up at the plate and Luis arises that 400 down <laughs> yeah. my hand so yeah. you know like it, it, it's C solid C for me um, gotta win a playoff game yeah. That's all that Twins fans want at this point. Yeah, Lopez was good strikeout numbers wise last night. Came over for a rise, but uh, uh, I'm with you, Buxton. Uh, his last hit was Memorial Day weekend. <laughs> now I get that he yeah. missed some time in June, but we're we're a week and a half away from July the fourth for crying out loud. He hasn't had a hit. What's what? I mean, he's a DH this year. He's not playing in the outfield. I get that. I mean, he's as gifted as they come, but he's made of glass. Uh, so this is probably the prudent decision, but. Do you think the fact that he's um, not involved in the game, per se, from a defensive standpoint, that this is hurting me offensively? He's batting two hundred two for crying out loud. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough to watch him at the plate right now. It doesn't look like he has a plan. And, we, and we've seen this with Byron in the past, but what he's been able to do in the past is make those adjustments. You're just not seeing those adjustments at the plate right now. And it's got to be 90% mental because this guy, when he's on, We've seen it. He's an MVP candidate. Obviously, needs to stay on the field to do that. But I haven't seen him look this bad at the plate or this lost at the plate in a very long time. Um, it's concerning for sure. I think it's mostly in his head. Uh, but I think part of what gets Byron Buxton going is being in the field and playing center field and kind of feeding off of the energy he brings there and, and, and carrying that over to home plate. Uh, when he's not in the field, I, I think you lose a lot. Obviously, you know, the war numbers and what he brings to the defensive side of the field, but I think he loses almost that swagger about him. Um, he turns into kind of a one-dimensional player at the, at the plate um, because he's not really involved in the yep. game elsewhere. And and, and that's it's, it's tough to see because, uh, I don't know, like if, if you put him out in center field or right field right now, is he going to get hurt? I, I, don't, I don't know. I'd like to see, though, because... They signed Byron Buxton to be a two-way star, um, and right now he's not even really a one-way star. Dane, a big-picture question for you. As we see the Central struggling again, it was also buoyed in the past by 18 games against the other crappy teams in that division. <laughs> yeah. And it helped yeah. out, and teams that frankly weren't very good could still win 90-92 games and, and look decent, at least in comparison. As we see this new schedule are we perhaps going to a point where Major League Baseball needs to reevaluate and say, you know what, we got to break up the American League East, we got to break up these Central teams, and we see new divisions coming just because of how bad the American League Central is? I 
think it's it's certainly worth considering because, yeah, I mean, you look at the AL East right now, and it's just a murderer's row every night, no matter who you're playing. And then you look at the Central, and the, the Twins might win the division under 500. Mm. It's crazy to say, but, like, no one is taking advantage of that that you know, watered-down division right now, including the Twins. So, yeah, it's certainly worth considering the product that, that is baseball as a whole could obviously use some changes to just drum up more interest widespread. Um, it's become very much a regional sport. And, you know, I think things like that, maybe shaking things up um, is certainly worth considering because, you know, I, I get it. We, we just talked earlier in the segment, like if the twins go on a run where they win five of six games, you know, people are going to perk their ears up around the twin cities. But if you do it against the Royals and the Tigers, <laughs> right. and I, I, you know, I say the Tigers, and they just lost three or four to the yeah. Tigers. But if you do it against the Royals and the Tigers, is it real? I don't know. And and I'd like to maybe know, like, down the road, what this team looks like against different opponents on a night-in, night-in, night-out basis. Um, I think realignment's the only way to do that. Um, I just don't know how close we are to that. Uh, I vote for the Blue Jays to the Central, please. As a Blue Jays fan, I think that'll make a ton of sense. A great Midwest outpost in Toronto, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Dana, I, I want to go to your beat now, and that's the Vikings. I saw a report. I'm not sure it's true. So I want you to the, the Justin Jefferson apparently grew three or four inches in the, in this offseason. What? what? That's I just, I couldn't believe it either uh, that he's six foot five. So regardless of how tall he is, how's the contract uh, negotiations going with the, either the six foot one Justin Jefferson or the six foot five model i saw that too and i was i talked to justin jefferson went, went on the first day of mandatory minicamp he certainly didn't look six five to me, but we'll have to ask him at training camp for sure um because i saw that and i saw kj osborne said he hit hit a girl's spurt and i don't that's think who it was yep yep it was osborne yeah. yeah i don't think he's six five i think i would have known walking over to him like wow he's four inches taller than he was last year if he's six five watch out the rest of the week yeah i'll um, say he's already the best receiver Contract negotiation is just ongoing, um, and and I think the other shoe needed to drop with Dalvin Cook, um, and, and freeing up that that nine million dollars for for progress to be made on the Justin Jefferson front. The conversations are continuous, and I think at some point the the, the deal is going to get done. I think what you take away if you're a Vikings fan or if you follow the team is that he did show up to mandatory minicamp without that guaranteed contract beyond. You know, 2024. Uh, Daniel Hunter did not show up, and and it's we're it's apples and oranges because Daniel Hunter's taken this pay cut time and time again. He's ready for some job security. Justin Jefferson is on the precipice of signing maybe the biggest deal in NFL history that for a non-quarterback. So it's different discussions, but the fact that that Justin Jefferson was there at mandatory minicamp, he was asked by a reporter, you know, are you going to be there for training camp with or without the contract? And he kind of just said like, well, yeah, obviously. So he's he's going to be there. Um, it's not going to be a story, um, but I do think at some point it's going to get done, um, you know, and it has to. It has to. If you're the Vikings, you, you can't let that kid go anytime soon. You got to keep him happy. Um, he's a really affable kid, and obviously extremely extremely talented. So the, the conversations are ongoing with the camp. They have been all off season. I expect something to get done at some point. So we know the Delvin Cook news as he has been released and helping out the cap situation a little bit. There's still a ton of veteran running backs out there. With Alexander Madison taking over the number one role, maybe we're going to see a little bit of the Iowa State product and Kenny Nwangu out there, Ty Chandler in that mix. Do you anticipate that if they can find a kind of 
bargain basement kind of deal on one of those veteran running backs that they're going to bring in another veteran here for camp? I I don't really get that sense. Um, But the more I think about it, like, it's definitely possible. I just think you look at the way the Vikings have kind of operated this offseason, it obviously hit a head or it came to a head with with the release of Dalvin Cook, but they signed Alexander Madison to the two-year deal. I don't think Madison comes back if he isn't pretty much guaranteed, like a wink-wink, you're going to be the guy. Because he had he had interest, he had suitors that that would have taken him and, and, and made him the starter. I, I think they're going to let him run with this job, almost undeterred. Where it's not like okay, now you have to beat out this guy. You beat out Dalvin, but here we're going to bring in, you know, a washed up Zeke Elliott or you know someone of that nature. I think they're happy with Alexander Madison and and, and what he's shown in his time with the Vikings so far as a backup. I think they're ready to see what he looks like as a starter. And you mentioned, you know, the Iowa State kid, uh, Kanae Nwangwu. He's much more than a kick return. I think you look yeah. at what he's done in the past. Obviously, he is dynamic, maybe the best kick returner in the league. He has a little bit more to show. He said that, I think, on the record a couple of times. I've talked to him. I think he wants a role in this offense. And he's being given one so far through OTAs and mandatory minicamp. Obviously, everyone looks good in a helmet, you know, shorts. We'll see what it looks like when the pads come on. Uh, But I think it's it's a realistic thing that Kenny Nwong was going to be the number two running back in the system this year. The Vikings feel very confident with that. So I don't get the sense they're going to bring in, uh, you know, a veteran guy, even if it's if if that's at a a low number. And if they do, uh, I I don't even know if it's a guarantee that that person's going to make the team at any point. I think they're happy with with what's in. House with the at the running back position, even if it's Alexander Madison who's been a backup and a, and a bunch of unproven guys. Um, I think the Vikings are content to move forward with what they have, especially given the money that they have to, you know, pay out to Justin Jefferson, T.J. Hawkinson, guys like that, Daniel Hunter. Um, I don't think they're going to kind of waste their time or money or energy um, with a veteran running back when when they have guys that they believe in in the, in, in the building. Uh, run out of time, but I want to ask about Kirk Cousins, uh, whose contract expires after this season. Will they uh, will they start talking contract? Is there interested on both sides? Where does Cousins fit after this year, do you think? I think a lot of that hinges on how he plays this gotcha. year. I think he knows that. Um, he even mentioned the other day, asked about, you know, have there been any contract talks this offseason? Kirk said, nope, and I don't expect those contract talks to resume until March. He's content to play as kind of that lame duck quarterback without – any job security beyond this year. He's done it in the past. He did it in Washington two times, playing on the franchise tag. Vikings can't tag him next offseason per the CBA, but they they will talk. If the Vikings go out and win the North again, um, and they feel like their window is open still, maybe they bring Cousins back. If they sputter this year, if Detroit is for real and wins that division and the Vikings take a step back, might be time to, to part ways and, Kirk Cousins has proved me wrong at times um, in his tenure with the Vikings. He's a much better quarterback than I've given him credit for uh, at times. But I still think you have a ceiling, and I think that ceiling ends. I don't don't think you can win a Super Bowl at at the helm with the money he's taking up in the salary cap. I think Quasey feels the same way, but we'll see. We'll see March uh, next year. But no contract talks will be had throughout the season. I don't expect it to wake up one morning and say the Vikings have signed Kirk Cousins to an extension. Mm. Um, I think he's content to play out this contract and see what happens next year. Uh, Always appreciate when you find time for us, Dane. Thank you once again for doing this for us. Appreciate it.
No problem. Anytime, guys. Yeah, good to talk to you. Dan Mizzitani, St. Paul Pioneer Press, as we take a look at the uh, Vikings and the first place Minnesota Twins. Last place if they were in the East. (laughs) Red Sox are in last place. They'd be in first place if they were in the Central. With probably a comfortable lead or a couple of game lead, I would think. Are they 500? They are, aren't they? Yeah, they're, I think, four games over now, something like that. Unbelievable. We'll take our final timeout. Trent's Plays of the Day are next. Sponsored by Circus Sports. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106. Umpires are in short supply and are greatly needed. Now you can become a youth umpire for baseball and fast pitch with Iowa U-Triple-S-A sports officials and Central Iowa Sports. Be around the game that you love and the greatest part-time opportunity ever where you can make great money. They offer on-field training and no experience required to apply. For more information to get back into the game, Go to IAUSO.com. That's IAUSO.com and get back. HCI.com. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Trent's Pick of the Day is brought to you by Circus Sports. Download the Circus Sports app today to play with Trent or against him. Hi, Miller and Condon. Welcome back. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent's Play of the Day, Circus Sports sponsors. You can join Trent and I in Las Vegas. We'd love to have you. Just go to the Miller and Condon Twitter page if you'd like to take advantage of the 30% off your room rate. And yes, there is a weekend involved this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 8th through the 13th, that weekend in August. If you're going to get out to Vegas at some point this summer, you just don't have it locked in yet. Uh, here's an opportunity to stay at Circa and get 30% off your room. The earlier you do it, the better rate you're going to get. And on top of it, we got those VIP passes for you as well. If you get signed up here before the passes are gone, you will get access to Stadium Swim as we'll have a cabana one of those days out there. We'll also have seating at the world's largest sports book. Yes, we will have those cushy booze where you can hang out, oh watch my. some games with us, and fire away at that beautiful beautiful sports book it is so much fun it really is you're not far from the mega bar and there's just one dude it's so you much. get your tap of stella oh every every five feet there's a stella tap it's awesome did you see what they did when they won the cup yeah did you see the champagne popping S- champagne celebration at long bar how great was that unbelievable all right Trent, make some money for our listeners out there you're three and one yesterday who are you wagering on today? Oh, we are going to fade both of our teams here this evening. Sounds like easy money to me. Miami's minus one ten right now at home, as it'll be a, a Perez kid that I haven't seen pitch. I'm going to flip over to him. His numbers are incredibly good. Really, four and one, one point eight zero ERA. So I want to get an eye on you know what? him. The Marlins are a good team. They really are. Ten games over five hundred yeah. for the first time in a decade. Going up against Kikuchi. He stinks. Oh, he does. We're going to, as said, go with the Boston Red Sox. How about plus 120 for the Red Sox? Bailey Ober, he's been okay for the Twins. Crawford is not great. I get it, but come on. One team stinks, the other team's playing well in the Red Sox, and plus 120. The bats have to come to life at some point, don't they, for the Twins? You would think so. I mean, there is too much talent for them to be this bad. I'm going right back to the Orioles. 
I love this team. Yeah. They're so fun Easy to, to root for them. Yep. And they're plus 160 against the Rays tonight. Baltimore plus 160. That game has to be in Tampa, right? It is in yeah. Tampa. 540 first pitch in that one. Give me the Yankees at home with Garrett Cole and only have to lay minus 107. I know Kirby's really good for the Mariners, too. But at that price, I can't say no to the Yankees minus 107. And wrap it up late night, the Battle of L.A. Give me Kershaw and the Dodgers mm. minus 123. Dodgers, Red Sox, Yankees, Orioles, Marlins, a five-pack on a Tuesday. All right, on a Wednesday, David Kaplan is going to join us. That we know. He'll be here with us at uh, 1230 talking Chicago sports. Jamie Pollard's with Keith Murphy coming up here in five minutes uh, for an hour. Uh, then the drive with Heather and Sean, 3 until 6. Morning Rush starts it off every morning at 6. We're Miller and Condon weekdays, 11 to 1. Thanks for being with us on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KX.